Well, hello there, and welcome to the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. This is the podcast for motivated English learners who want to speak English fearlessly and learn practical tips and strategies to conquer the SELPIP exam. I also love to feature encouraging interviews with regular people, people just like you, who are working towards becoming fluent in English, so we can learn from their experiences together. Who am I? Well, my name is Aaron Nelson, and I've been an English teacher for over 16 years, and I now work to help students prepare for the SELPIP exam through online classes. You know what? I've got something that I love to do, but that's something that I love to do. I stopped doing it. In fact, I stopped doing that thing that I love to do over two years ago. Do you know what it is? Reading, but not just any kind of reading, reading for fun. You know what I mean? Picking up a good book, finding my favorite chair, curling up inside of it, and opening that book and getting lost in it for hours. Not for work, not to try to learn something new, but just for fun. You know, one of my favorite book series was The Lord of the Rings. At least once a year, I would read through The Lord of the Rings because I loved it so much. Reading used to be one of my most favorite pastimes. I loved it. When I was little, I was something of a bookworm, and I think I might have gotten it from my mom. My mom was an avid book reader. Like my Some of my bi biggest memories of her is her sitting in her favorite chair, curled up with a book, almost on a daily basis. She would be there reading, and she passed that love of reading onto me, especially when I was younger. But now, like I was saying before, it's been a long time since I sat down with a good book just for the fun of it. So I can trace that stopping of reading for fun way back to about two and a half years ago when I began a master's degree program through my work. And that master's degree program was all around topics that I loved, that I was really interested in. But some of the books that I had to read, in fact, many of them were really big books. They were very challenging in some ways. And in many cases, I hate to say it, some of the books were just dry and difficult for me to, to work through. Like the authors were maybe writing a, quite a bit above my level of expertise. And it just felt like I, I got lost in those books. Yeah, it, it wasn't always a pleasant reading experience. Let me put it that way. So when I was done my program, I kind of quit reading. I hate to say that. Because like I, I mentioned before, I, I'm normally a bookworm. I normally love reading, but I guess just having to, having to read, being forced isn't the right word because I chose to enroll in that study program. Nobody made me do it. 
But having to read in order to meet course requirements and having to read through books that mm, sometimes weren't always the most interesting for me really made me just want to stop reading for a while. Uh, I haven't opened a book for fun in a long time until about a month ago. Actually, it, it began just at the beginning of summer. My kids had just finished school for the summer break. And uh, me and my, well, my family and I decided to take a little mini vacation. It wasn't anything big. I had two weeks off. And I picked up this book from the library, and it's called Hollow Fires. It's by Samira Ahmed. And I'm sorry, Samira, if I've said your name incorrectly, but I loved that book. And that book was the first book that I read for fun, not for learning, not for trying to improve my skills, not for school, not because I had to. That book was the first book that I read just for the fun of it. And actually, I was looking for a book that was directed towards young adults, YA. That's what it's called. And I was looking for a book that was directed at young adults because I myself am trying to write a novel for young adults. And one of the things that many authors say that you should do as a writer yourself is to be reading in the genre that you're trying to write in, like to be reading what other writers are saying and how they are building their stories so that maybe you can learn and, and use some of their techniques in your own writing. So that's what I decided to do. I picked up Hollow Fires by Samira Amid, and I highly recommend it to you, by the way, if you like to read and if you're interested in young adult fiction, you should pick up this book. It's based on a true story. However, it's not meant to be a factual uh, retelling of what happened. It's, it's based on a true story. And it deals a lot with racism hatred on being an immigrant and how the main character who is an immigrant herself tries to solve a murder while trying to stay ahead of the murderer who is dangerously close to her. And that's all I'll say. I really enjoyed it. And if you like kind of a uh, thriller or action, but also aimed at a teen or a young adult audience, I think you will really, really like this book. I loved it. And actually, it's kind of interesting because it's written in the first person, meaning the character is talking with I. She, the, the character uses I. Like you're, you're reading the story through her eyes. And I normally don't like that style of writing. I don't know why. It's just a preference. It's just a preference. Maybe maybe you love that kind of writing. But for me, I've never been able to get into a book that was written, written in that perspective. But this one, this book got me. I loved it. And I, I had a hard time putting that book down. And when I wasn't reading it, I was thinking about it, which tells you that it was well done. So if you're looking for a good book to read, why don't you check that one out? I bet you you'll like it. And if you do read it, why don't you give me, shoot me an email and tell me what you thought. I would love to hear from you. 
So anyway, getting back to my story. That book was the one that got me back into reading for fun. And you know what? I rediscovered my love for reading again, thanks to that book. And just this past week, I went to the library again. That's where I picked up uh, the Hollow Fires book. And I found another book, also in the young adults section of the library. And this one is called The Ruinous Sweep. And it's by Tim. I'm probably going to say his name wrong, his last name. Tim Whiny Jones. And I'm sorry, Tim, if I totally destroyed your last name. Maybe you're never going to hear this podcast. But anyway, I'm sorry. He's a Canadian writer. And um, I'm only a couple of chapters into it. And I've got to say, it's interesting. It's getting my attention. It's keeping my attention. It's, it was a little bit hard to follow at, at the first, just because of the way he just drops you right into the middle of the action. So I had to like, I felt like I was catching up to him a little bit, but now I'm really enjoying it. So we'll see what happens. As I was reading today, something happened and I loved that something that happened. I came across a word that I didn't know, that I had never seen before in my life. And I'm 47 years old. I've been a reader for most of those 47 years. Well, that's not true. Maybe the, I've been a reader since an early age. I'll put it that way. So I've been reading for, let's say, 40 years and loving it. And I never came across this word before. And that word is, I'm going to open it up right here because I I was so pleased and excited that I came across a new word in this book that I took a picture of it and I'm going to put it up on my blog and it, I'll link to it in my show notes for you. But the word is avuncular, avuncular. Isn't that a strange word? I mean, I've never heard of that word before, avuncular. Even in the, in the way that he wrote it in the sentence, I kind of had the idea of what it meant, but I wasn't sure. So right then and there, the, my curiosity got the better of me. I pulled out my cell phone and I Googled it to learn what it meant. And I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to let you. If you want to find out what avuncular means, go ahead and look it up. I will tell you this, though. Avuncular is not a word that you're going to use every day. So don't even worry about trying to figure out how to use it in your everyday English unless you want to. But yeah, that word caught my attention and it made me want to figure out or learn what it meant. And I was so excited by it. And I immediately thought of you. I immediately thought, I've got to share this in the next episode of the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. Because reading, my friend, is one of the best ways that you can build your vocabulary. And if you're not reading something every day, I want to encourage you to do so. I really do. Because reading on a regular basis will build your vocabulary. It's not might. It will. So if you're looking for an easy way to start developing your vocabulary skills, find a book and start reading. Or find an article or a magazine or something online that you can read, but be doing it every day. And as you do, you will begin building your vocabulary. But in today's episode, what I want to share with you 
are three tips or three strategies you can use to help you take advantage of what you're reading and so that you can use what you're reading to build your vocabulary skills. So if that sounds interesting to you, come along with me to point number one, which is, are you ready? Read what you enjoy reading. I'm going to say that again. Read what you enjoy reading. Learn from my studies story. Remember how at the beginning I was telling you that I stopped reading because of a prolonged or extended period of time where I was reading things that I didn't necessarily like? Don't do that to yourself. Look for reading materials that interest you. Look for reading materials that you enjoy so that you will go back and do it again. Like what I'm doing right now with reading for fun. I'm gladly going to be looking for another book because I'm enjoying this whole process of reading for fun. I'm not trying to to read to build up my my mental capacities. I'm not trying to learn something new. I'm just wanting to enjoy a good book. And as I'm enjoying that good book, I'm learning something. Like today, I learned a new vocabulary word. I'm also learning how to write in this genre. So that's why I'm reading this this kind of material because I'm wanting to learn how to write like other YA or young adult writers. But it doesn't feel like work to me. And that's the secret sauce to this first point. That is the secret ingredient. Look for something that doesn't feel like work for you to read. It should be fun. You should enjoy it. All right? Point number two, and this this one you need to be careful of. Look for material or look for a book Look for something that you will read that's not too easy, but also that's not too hard. Like this book that I'm reading right now, The Ruinous Sweep, I'm encountering some words that are challenging to me. They're hard. They're they're challenging my vocabulary abilities. Not all the time. And that's the thing. If it was something that was uh, difficult to read, like almost every couple of sentences, I would give up. And I have encountered books like that. Like in the master's degree program that I was telling you about, there's this one book in particular that was so dense, so difficult, and so challenging that almost every single sentence had words and ideas in it that were like way above me. And I had no idea what the author was trying to tell me. It was terrible. It was a terrible reading experience. And I hated the book. And I didn't like the course that that book was attached to. So don't do that to yourself. You need to find reading material that's not too easy, but it's not too hard. And I would say that The Ruinous Sweep, the book that I'm reading right now, I would say that that one is not I mean, it's not hard for me to read it, but it's got enough new words and new ways of putting those words together that I'm finding it enjoyable to try to figure out what this author is trying to tell me and how he's how he's doing it. Like I'm reading it and just thinking to myself, wow, I really like the way this guy creates his sentences and the way he expresses himself. I admire it. So it's not to the point of being so hard that it's discouraging me. Does that make sense to you? 
And that's what you should be looking for too as you're reading. You don't want to find things that are super easy for you to read because that's not going to present uh, the opportunity to help you develop your reading skills by introducing you to new vocabulary, for example. But do look for something that's just a little bit above what you're currently able to do, but just not too much that it's overwhelming. And finally, point number three, what do you do when you do come across a new word? And there's a couple of lines of thought on this. Some people suggest that you shouldn't stop to try to figure out what the word means. They argue that if you pull out your dictionary in the middle of the sentence and try to figure out what the word means, you're going to be kind of breaking the flow of your reading. And you might feel lost. You might feel like overwhelmed, especially if you're coming across new words on a regular basis as you're reading. So that stopping and trying to figure out what they mean by looking at a dictionary might make you feel discouraged or it might make you feel like giving up or it might just make you forget what the line, what the storyline is that you were, that you were reading. So what they suggest, and I somewhat agree with them, but what they suggest is maybe underlining that word or highlighting it in some way. And then maybe in the, in the margin of the book, put a little question mark, use a pencil or something like that. Put a question mark next to the line where that new word is, but don't stop to look in a dictionary yet. Instead, they suggest to guess, look at what the context or what the other sentences around that difficult word is or around that new word is and see if the context can give you an idea of what the word means. Like you can try to guess at what that word means just by looking carefully at what's going on around that word. And then what they suggest is that when you finish the chapter, you go back through the through that chapter and then look at the words that you highlighted that you put a question mark beside in the dictionary. When you're done the chapter, that's when you open up your dictionary and start working through the words that you identified uh, as being new to you. That's somewhat of a good idea. The approach that I recommend to you is to follow your curiosity. Follow your curiosity. As you're reading, if that new word strikes you as being interesting and you're super curious to find out what it means, that maybe you like that the way that that word is written or you, you just want to know then stop, pick up the dictionary, pick up your smartphone and Google it so that you know what it means in that moment. I think that's a better way to go about it. If it makes you curious, find out what it means immediately. That's what I did with, with, with the word that was new for me today. I was so curious to find out what it means that I whipped out my phone and I just had to know what it was all about. And I was surprised when I found out what it meant. Go with that. In your case, if you're curious, figure out what the word means right there on the spot. If you're not that curious, do follow the previous instructions. Underline that new word, highlight it, put a question mark in the margin of the book. And then when you're done the chapter, maybe go back and figure out what it means. If by guessing, you can't figure it out. And once you do understand what it means, this is a bonus tip for you. Write it down in a vocabulary journal. You should be keeping a journal of new words that as you come across them, you write down how you spell it, 
you write down what the word means and then try to use that new word by writing it down in a sentence of your own that uses the word correctly according to what it means. And then the next and final step is to pick one of those new words and try to use it as many times as you possibly can in your day-to-day conversations with people. Make it your goal to use that new word seven times. Because when you do, that new word will become a part of your vocabulary. You don't need to be memorizing new words, but you do need to be using them. And the more you use them, the more they will become a part of your vocabulary. So that's what I wanted to leave you with today. If you want a great way to be developing your your English vocabulary, find books to read that you love. Don't force yourself to read material that you find boring or not, not exciting or material that's just way too difficult for you. Thinking to yourself, well, I've got to you know, force myself to work through this super difficult book just because maybe it's going to make me smarter or maybe it's going to make me feel smarter. No, no, no. Don't do that. You'll probably find the opposite will happen. Instead, you're going to feel discouraged. You're going to feel like, oh, my English isn't going anywhere but down. Maybe I suck at English altogether and I just, maybe it'll be better for me to give up. Don't do that to yourself. Find something that you love to read. Enjoy it just for the fun of it. And as you encounter new words, follow your curiosity. If it makes you curious to find out what it means, stop what you're doing, pull out your phone or pull out your dictionary and find out what that word means. And then try your best to use that new word in your day-to-day conversation. Hey, I'm wondering if I could ask you for some help. I need some feedback. I make this podcast for you. And my goal is to hopefully be helping you develop skills and strategies and the confidence to speak English fearlessly. And I'm also working to try to help you prepare for the CELPIP exam, if that is something that is important to you. But I'm not sure if I'm actually helping you. So I thought, well, maybe I should ask. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm asking you for your opinion. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, even if today is your first day listening, or if you've been a regular now for the several months that I've been doing this, I'd like to know what you think. I'd like to know what you'd like to hear more of. I'd like to know what you'd like to hear less of. I'd just love to know what you think. And so I've prepared a quick survey, and it is at selpipsuccess.com forward slash survey. That's selpipsuccess.com forward slash survey. It will only take you a few minutes to do. And during the month of September, for anyone who fills it out and leaves me their email address in the form, and you don't have to, you don't need to give me your email address if you don't want to. But for anyone who does, I will write you back personally to thank you. And I will also offer you a 30-minute class or a 30-minute session for free, absolutely free, no charge, for us to talk about what you need 
with your English and what you're working on. If there's something specific that you're struggling with, we'll work on that together. I'll help you out. So what do you say? Would you be willing to give me a few minutes of your time just to tell me what you think of the podcast and how I can do it better or what you would like to hear more about? Or if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer in upcoming episodes. All of that, I would love to hear. So if you could just take a few minutes of your time and go to selfofsuccess.com forward slash survey, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. My friend, are you struggling right now with your self at prep? Does it feel like you're lost and everyone around you knows what they're doing except you? Don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you don't have someone to ask, um, hello, I'm here. And I'm not even waiting for you to ask for help. I'm inviting you to come and work with me. I'm an experienced English teacher and certified CELPIT trainer, and I can help you prepare for your exam. So if you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed with what to study next for the CELPIP exam, and if you're ready to get friendly support and encouragement when you're having a hard time, then today is the day for you to connect with me. I want to work with you. Just go to www.selfipsuccess.com forward slash listener and you'll get a 25% discount when you join the Selfip Success School. I'll put a link for that in my show notes, but that link again is selfipsuccess.com forward slash listener and you will get a 25% discount. The Selfip Success School combines weekly assignments that you can do on your own with unlimited support from me, as well as weekly live coaching calls. Let's work together and conquer the CELPIP exam.